Science is not only compatible with spirituality, it is a profound source of spirituality. Carl Sagan. In today's episode, we had the honor of interviewing Christine and Nicole from Cosmic View. They launched their company in 2017 as a marriage between science, art, and California lifestyle. Their line of products mirror their own obsession with pure earth products that honor our role as caretakers of this planet in cosmic order of nature. A Cosmic View is created by the mother and daughter dynamic duo and is based out of San Rafael, California. There's a lot of amazing content in this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. everything today so oh, it's fine okay. you're good can you smell it you might have to like put some on you know how it has to be like kind of warm is this the the new product mm-hmm. oh isn't that good oh my god yeah i know one of my friends was like can you just make so a perfume yummy why is that so <laughs> yummy um it's holy is basil olive oil cloves. In there in your, is it well, oh, there's castor. Well, ask us about it because it's a okay, special awesome, formulation. Awesome. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. All right, ladies, we're live. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Not Your Average Nice Guys podcast. We have Nicole and Christine from Cosmic View uh, Cannabis. And uh, yeah, I'm going to let Colleen introduce you guys. So take Well, it one me. of the neat things about our relationship is that we're all San Rafael license holders, which is important. And I think we feel a camaraderie with you guys and you have a really beautiful story. And I feel really lucky to have one of our vendors on today for the first time. And mostly I'm interested in hearing sort of what you, how you came to this, how you're doing, how you're doing sort of day to day in this crazy jungle. And really I'm, I think um, hearing your story, you guys have the a lot to say. So let's go. I want to hear. Okay. Uh, sorry, I yeah, might no, be a nuisance here, but try to talk as close as you can. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mic. Thank you. you we might. Yeah, it's you might visual. just want to hold it anyway. It might okay. be the best. All right. Do you want me to start with the origin story? Yeah. Where did this whole thing begin? How did? How are you here, sitting at this table at Nice Guys Delivery with your products in our <laughs> store? <laughs> oh man. Well, it's quite a winding road, but um. Basically, I guess my family, we make olive oil and we raise bees. And my mom has always been into making products. And um, she would occasionally mention here and there, like, oh, we should make cannabis products. And I, I mean, it was so in passing and I blew it off so hardcore that I can't even remember the exact instances. But like, how, how old, like as an adult, she was saying? Oh, that yeah. Or? No, this is like, you know, we Cosmic View, we started officially in May 2017. And I would say, you know, just the year leading up to that. Mm-hmm. I was living in New York. Um, and I had had cancer just probably about, I don't know, three years or four years prior to that. And was sort of had abandoned my life as um, a lawyer and business person. And I was just um, working in the arts and I was sort of a hamster on a hamster wheel, surviving, like doing the New York freelance thing. And one day I was with one of my friends and we were driving home and, and I was like, yeah, my mom has this idea and I think it's ridiculous. And she was like, dude, that is brilliant. Like with your background and her credentials and you guys have this amazing story and, 
you're an artist and a designer and you guys could just make this incredible brand. And I literally came home and I, I like saw another friend and I was like, Hey, so what do you think about this? And I, you know, like three hours later I called my mom and I was like, okay, let's do it. And, um, why do you think it initially sounded implausible or in <clears throat> excuse me, uninteresting, especially when I see where you guys are now? Yeah. Um, well, I think there were a few things. I think one, it was like, do I really want to work with my mom? Mm. Two, it was, I was living in New York. She's in California. It just seemed very untenable. Got it. Okay. And three, I mean, I think it was the whole cannabis thing. Most of all. Sure. Your sure. mother <laughs> wanted you to work with me on can making yeah. cannabis products. Yeah. It was. That's she so was a little uncomfortable at first. With yeah, that. yeah, I think I was definitely. Yeah. Um, Christine, what were you doing at the time of inception? What, like, what what was your um, career, your job when when this was all occurring? Well, I had uh, semi retired from academia, so I was a professor at UC Berkeley. Then I had taken a job in Birmingham, Alabama, which was a, a really interesting. Uh, time in my life um, where I led, a, um, helped to lead a cancer center there. Mm -hmm. Like it was a really big job and, but I wasn't happy being away from California. So I stayed there for several years. And uh, the good thing about being there was that I had, I was given a lot of money without even having to write grants. And it was, mm. so I had unlimited money actually to do whatever kind of research I wanted one of the projects I worked on, it wound up bringing cannabis into my focus because okay. it was a project that um, led to cannabinoids and how they may be um, involved with cancer and maybe treating cancer and that sort of thing. Um, but I also was working on some plant medicine, so developing products that could be useful for women. I, I was interested in endometriosis since it was in our family mm -hmm. and I had helped myself developing some plant products. So um, I was doing research and publishing on it. And so it was kind of, that's how it all <coughs> got in my was mind. was evolution. Yeah, it really was. See that. And for it really you, was. a little less so. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, apart from like buying weed from the illegal delivery service. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, was, cannabis yeah. did not have any, like, a yeah, it wasn't something that I was, like, passionate about. I think you and I spoke about that maybe about a year ago, and you were, were you the one that was telling me as you got delivery in New York, and you would start to see products from California uh -huh. that were obviously, yeah. <clears throat> had been black market, you mm -hmm. yeah, that's so interesting. So you've been out here permanently for a year? Yeah, a year in May. And you're full in. And production, yes. And so, tell us, uh, tell us about a cosmic view. First of all, where'd you, where, how, how is the name? Yeah, yeah. Well, I read a little bit about your story on on your website. I love it. I'm obsessed with Carl Sagan I and know. just the. I, so I I, yeah, I would love to hear about where you guys got the name. And yeah. So I think a big influence for me and my mother is my grandfather, my mom's father, um, who was a very troubled and reclusive artist who lived in the Bronx. Um, and he was an incredible artist. He was engraver. He was an engraver for Tiffany and Cartier. Wow. And he was just like this weird hermit and he would paint in his apartment. And he had this incredible curiosity about 
you know, he collected all this random stuff, but one of the things he was really passionate about was the universe. And, um, and he, I actually have this passage in my room that I've always had framed, I think since the time I was like 13, and it's this beautiful Carl Sagan passage about the origins of the universe and the cosmos. And, um, and I was, this is actually when we first had, had the idea of starting the company and I was a member of a Buddhist, like a Zen Sangha, which is a temple where you come with your community. And there was a talk and the woman spoke, this monastic spoke about um, Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about a cosmic view and what it means to have a cosmic view of the world. And having a cosmic view of the world is, you know, it quite literally was seeing Earth from outer space for the first time where astronauts were like, it was this incredibly emotional experience where it was like, we are all one. And it goes back to Sagan's whole thing of like every every birth, every death, every kingdom that has been won and lost. It's like this whole thing. It's mm -hmm. in this pale blue dot. And I loved the idea the of, pale blue dot. I love that yeah, and I love the idea of how we are all connected by the earth and and by nature and um, and ultimately I think by, you know, this plant has the ability to connect so many of us based on its medicinal properties, but also its properties to like bring joy and celebration. Mm -hmm. And um, and I just love, yeah, his whole philosophy of like art and science, I feel like is very much us where we have yeah. like the scientists, but also, <laughs> an ode to like the mystery of the universe. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we see that in plants like cannabis that have evolved with us as humans and they're just amazing. And we don't fully understand them, but they're part of that beautiful mystery. And so. I think that's a perfect name for a cosmic company. View. I do, I see, that's, that is your cosmic view. And kind of like us, you use it as a guiding principle too. Mm -hmm. Like we try to do nice guy things, but mm -hmm. a cosmic view. And I think you have done that with your products. I. I would like to talk about what what it means to do it the way you guys do it, what it means to extract the way you guys do. I mean, there are tinctures on the shelves of any given dispensary or delivery service that are that range from different prices and different I mean, even if you're looking at a 20 to 1 or a 1 to 1 and you're what does it mean to do it differently? What does it mean to do it from your cosmic view mm -hmm. point of view? Yeah, well, you know, we believe in truly holistic medicine, and we want our extracts to be truly holistic, so crude and mm -hmm. keeping all the phytonutrients within the extract. It's really important, you know, that plant, plants survive by, you know, they have all these chemicals that they produce, and they're all of it does work in synergy. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about synergy, but we really don't get it when um, you know, we think about drugs and how they're so isolated and purified. But along with that, especially with cannabis, there are many studies that show that you know, the research that's been done, a lot of it has been done with these purified or synthetic cannabinoids. And few studies, but some are out there now. We need to have more research, of course, but they're showing that the whole plant always works better even though the synthetic or the pure isolate can have some action, the whole plant extract works better. And so taking a, a single, you know, THC or a CBD, it, you know, you're not, it's, we're not, you know, 
worshiping our plants the way we yep. should. You know, we're just, I always just think of it, you know, like they're being denuded. They're being, mm. you know, I don't know. It's, to me, it's like adulteration when you take, a, you know, a plant and then mm -hmm. you just keep doing all these processes to <coughs> reduce. It's funny, I, I just had a phone call as you guys arrived and I was on with a customer whose mom is, you know, m mature and stepping into this world and is very clear that she doesn't want to get stoned. <clears throat> and I, I do understand that, that that can feel like that's what can't, that's what calling a dispensary is or that calling a delivery service is about getting stoned. And um, But even having that discussion, and she wasn't really interested in, um, I'm recommending a 20 to 1 for her as her mom begins this journey. <clears throat> She's like, wait, but that has THC in it. And understanding that even that little amount in mm -hmm. is non-psychoactive and important. Mm -hmm. Hearing hearing the story told over and over is really important yeah. because and it people does I work think you together. know and I do think that people even if they had some slight effect you know if somebody could be really sensitive and maybe even a twenty to one tincture could give them a little head buzz or something but it's temporary and the benefits far outweigh a little head buzz you know and really it's amazing how if people realize you know they might be taking it for one thing but it's good for so many yeah. things that it's just, it's like a wellness, you know, everybody should take it every day. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. And not because I sell it, but I, even if I stopped selling it tomorrow, I would continue taking it for the rest of my life every day. And I really truly believe that there are so many health benefits to it. And of course, anything could be, you know, people could, you know, take too much and, you know, not, there may be some populations that shouldn't take it, but in general, um, especially for, you know, people getting older, it actually helps with cognitive abilities and enhances them. And so people don't realize that this stuff is good for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe even if you're afraid of it, give it a try and you'll realize that it's not the monster that some people think it is. Absolutely. And I, I feel like, gosh, the, the psychoactivity with a full dropper of a 20 to 1 is so minimal. I don't even know that you would think it. I don't know. You wouldn't think of it as even as high. Maybe relaxed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, exactly. But it's, it, it's important when we hear medicine makers like you guys talking about it. Mm -hmm. It helps bolster us when people want an isolate and say, no, 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 I don't want anything. And it keeps reminding us. Plus, I know we're always experimenting with Absolutely. ourselves, too. So. so, okay, so talk about your... Um, I want to hear about your olive oil, actually, just before, because I know your tinctures sit in your own olive oil. Is that true? Yeah. Well, we started off using only our olive oil, and now we have expanded as well to the person who we work with. He's, a, he's an incredible organic farmer in Sonoma County, mm -hmm. and he's been pressing our olives. We go up there and, you know, involved in the whole process, but it's all organic, you know, the whole facility. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so anyway, and they grow the same olives as we do. So it's Tuscan blend. It's like crazy. It's pretty insane that we have such high quality olive oil wow, that goes beautiful. into all of our products. You know, we could say, oh, well, maybe just the tinctures and we could use something cheaper. No, we just use really high quality olive oil for everything. That. And we know how medicinal olive oil is in and of itself that, you know, it's all part of the medicine. And so, yeah, so all of our products are made with, this high quality olive oil um we you know we we thought about adding other maybe some other oils but we i don't know i always go back to olive oil um there is even research coming out we all know how beneficial olive oil is for your heart 
And now um, there are a lot of studies coming out in its benefits for cancer mm -hmm. and prevention of cancer. Mm -hmm. And um, there was an interesting study that uh, came out last year. I think it was last year or the year before. And it was on um, the benefits of a, a true virgin olive oil, mm -hmm. cold-pressed olive oil, and how it um, enhances expression of the CB1 receptor. So it actually helps okay. the cells to uptake cannabis you That's know amazing. it's amazing right <coughs> and so what better you know I mean it just fits right in with the whole story um, how our bodies you know we take these medicines and we can utilize them in certain ways we don't even understand yet but yeah. our pure products we feel are you know they're healing in many ways and part of it is because of the olive oil that's beautiful do you feel like at the retail level you get that that people the buyers and people who are um bringing the their product your products to market are un understand the scope of what you're doing i think that it depends <laughs> 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 we've oh had God. it's gone Excuse in me. you know both directions um we're trying to educate everyone mm -hmm. that you know because it is true it's it's hard to get your products on the shelves especially now you know with the we're all having problems with, you know, not enough dispensaries and a lot of products and there's a lot of competition. And so you do have to educate people and try to help them to understand why your products are superior to maybe some others that are out there. But of course, you know, there's always the price thing and some people can't afford it. And we're trying to, you know, be affordable to mm -hmm. people, but we also have such high quality products and we put, we don't, skimp like I always buy the most high quality ingredients that I can mm -hmm. find I don't look for the price and say oh I need to get this thing down by I don't want to pay I I do pay for it because I just feel like it's it's part of why our medicine is so therapeutic so mm -hmm. yeah. anyway that's what we have to teach people <coughs> and not everybody yeah. really understands what do you that. think is the biggest how are you getting this message across? Like, what do you feel like is the m best platform? I mean, even me, just speaking to customers every day, <clears throat> articles are being written, but how do you feel like, where do you feel like the biggest platform is that you're able to reach people and get this message across so they understand? Um, oh, God, that's such a good question. I mean, I think Instagram is an okay channel when I could find the time to actually post things, um, which often... I don't find, but um, I think for us a really awesome thing is that it's not necessarily like a digital platform, but we have so many people in the industry, especially in the Bay Area, who are like our champions. So, you know, at a lot of our accounts, we have people who work there use our products, yes. and yeah. and I'll and I'll hear things through people like I kind of will hear it through the grapevine where. I'll hear of people who work at dispensaries or who work who work for other brands or I think that we just have we're kind of building a reputation for ourselves and I I know our biggest challenge at this point is figuring out without you know we haven't taken on taken on tons of VC money and we've done that because we want to maintain a certain degree of integrity and control over our supply chain and what we're doing um, so that can be limiting in this industry where there's just like so much money pouring in. But I think at the end of the day, we're just kind of organically growing and establishing ourselves. And I think are beginning to build a little bit of a reputation, at least up north. And so 
I mean, that's been, yeah. So then we have people who are like, oh, I, I did, you know, I emailed this other buyer because I think that they love what you're doing or people are just excited when they meet us and they hear our story. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, uh, I, I appreciate that route and that method. Um, just because it's cannabis and it's, it's, it's a, it's currently in a very money grab state Mm of, uh, um, situation. And I I think you guys do, uh, I I just appreciate any company that does it right and they're authentic about it. So hearing that you, you're really detailed about the, the ingredients and the things that actually go into making it like that's, I, I love to hear about that. So, yeah. And one thing I'll add too, is that, um, Sometimes this gets me in a little bit of trouble, but, um, I have with that integrity is a lot of like opinions. Um, so I ref- like one thing in terms of like building a following or a platform is I refuse, I absolutely refuse to contribute to any sponsored content business model. I think it is a travesty that people in this industry can like buy space on a website or sit on a panel because they've paid enough money and they're now quote an expert. And so for us, um, we've had to pass things up and, and I'm not shy about explaining why I'm making that decision, but I think that, um, I don't know. So that's part of it too, is like picking and choosing, like, how do we remain authentic and like, and be responsible about this plant and this industry and kind of what we're doing as medicine makers. Well, like, so I have this belief that, and this, it kind of goes along with what you're saying that we have this unique opportunity and honestly a responsibility as well, um, to, to build into, cause we're currently building the infrastructure of this in- industry and it's this massive global industry. And, if we do it right, like we can be a leader for other industries and, and we can, we can change a lot just by doing what you're doing and, and collectively being authentic, being like having integrity. Like, so I, I think as an industry at large, like we do have a responsibility and, you know, you guys are all about holistic, the holistic approach. And, you know, when you're looking at things from that perspective, it's like, you know, there's the global warming, there's, there's distribution, there's all these things. And it's like, we, because we're building the infrastructure, we could do it right from the start. Like it's challenging anyway. So why not, why not like try to do it right from the beginning? That's, that's my thought on it. It's so, and, and the thing is like, I feel like by doing that, by having our principles, it's often a huge disadvantage. You know, I talk to all these, I, you know, we're, when I talk to people who are in the industry and they'll be like, Oh, do you need distillate? Do you need isolate? Do you need, Oh yeah, we've got a giant grow in Salinas and you could get all the trim you want. And I'm like, no, we work with small farmers in the Emerald triangle. And, and that's another, you know, that's a huge challenge that we have is like, why are we not the cheapest product on the shelves? Well, because we believe that actually people should be paid a living wage and that they should be caretakers of the planet. And we believe in supporting that. And so, I feel kind of like we have the odds stacked against us in many ways, but I hope that as sophistication amongst consumer grows, that they'll be like, okay, this is important. And Cosmic View has invested in this since day one. And, you know, and, and I believe that makes the best medicine. So it's not easy, but, um, yeah. What have, (laughs) 
what have been uh, some of the biggest challenges you guys have faced? Is it, has it, <clears throat> excuse me, has it been through the education process or has it been the testing? What what has that looked like for you? Oh man. <laughs> well, of course, testing is uh, financially burdensome, um, but um, with my background in toxicology, I am glad that we you know we have rigorous testing. Although I feel that our industry should not have been targeted so severely in other industries. Mm -hmm. You know, the nutraceutical industry, they're just going ahead and putting anything out there. It doesn't even have to have any of whatever's supposed to be in it. In it. And um, so I think we should all be treated uniformly. So that is something that I have mm -hmm. problems with. Um, as far as testing goes, uh, we've been you know, we've been really fortunate. And well, it's not just fortune. I mean, I have a background and I, you know, as a scientist, I can formulate and, you know, well, make we're sure. also not buying like dirty products. No, I'm just talking about for potency yep. and that kind of thing. But yeah, and then we have, we buy clean product and we test, we do so much R&D before it even gets to the, you know, certificate of analysis that we, we, you know, we're not sweating it while our products are being tested right so but um yeah i think scaling like scaling outside of us is hard so like mm -hmm. working with salespeople or you know yeah like a if statewide sales representation who can actually speak in a sophisticated manner about what we're doing is so challenging because mm -hmm. you know i think that the wellness component of companion of cannabis is still um it's still just evolving, and, and a lot of the people who are in the industry who are working as reps and stuff, they've been in the industry, but they don't know, you know, they can talk about, like, shatter and terps and, and um, you know, the, like, highest potency edible, but I'm like, can we talk about how, you know, it's like, having some bro talk about my vaginal health bomb is, like, yeah challenging challenging yeah I also wondered you know um, a couple of podcasts ago I went a little off on um, what are being considered targeted to women products mm. that this is not a total blanket statement but some things I see targeted to women that just seem like inferior products because it's a wonderful package <clears throat> they've taken the cannabis look or feel out of it. My whole talk about that, I feel it's so much smarter to educate women so they don't feel afraid of this plant and they can go make really amazing choices like a Cosmic View or if they want to get super ripped, they know that they can choose, you know, th they don't have to be afraid of it and it doesn't have to be dumbed down to it. Are you guys seeing this, seeing this out in the retail too? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, so first of all, um, I will never use pink in, Excellent. in my line. <laughs> um, and I, I, I think that, I mean, it makes me, it makes my head explode yeah. when I see how women are marketed to in general, not just in cannabis. Certainly. This idea of like, make it pink and cute and women will want it. Well, women mm. are actually really sophisticated consumers and um, and I do think that there's this I, I do see products that are like a pink vape pen or like, oh, God, it's so awful because it is like they are, are often crappier products. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's a giant disservice. And so for us, 
I mean, we started off with Cosmic View wanting to make something that was unisex. Um, and I think as we have seen the industry develop um, and brought our own personal experience to the table, it kind of makes sense for us to to make some more target more products that are targeted toward women. But like our Cycle Soothe, which, which we just came out with. Um, which smells beautiful. Which is apricot mm. <laughs> in color. Um, yes. So it's not pink. Yeah, not pink. And <laughs> that actually, so we, that's like our highest potency product. So that has 250 milligrams, 200 of those are THC. Nice. Um, and we use castor oil, which is something that's used in traditional Chinese medicine as an anti-inflammatory anti and penetrating and pain relieving agent. And so we actually wanted to make like the heaviest hitter be for women because mm. I know, I mean... We both had really debilitating endometriosis. I had a reproductive cancer. Like, I get it. You know, I think that women need things that work. And um, and it's nice because they're sophisticated. Like, yeah. so many of my friends are like, I love castor oil packs. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, it was like women are just very proactive about their health. And so for us, they're a great consumer because they're mm -hmm. curious about their bodies and and um, and how they can take care of their bodies and they're open to different forms of medicine. And so they've been sort of a natural consumer for us. And sure. I think that they love us because we make really high quality products. Um, we don't, you know, we don't hide behind branding. We make things yeah. that work and that have the best ingredients. And, and I love the scope that you've covered. I mean, the Viva La Vie, come on. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. A vaginal health formula? That's a be that's a beautiful gift, right? And then you go in that uh, that topical to be used internally as well. Mm -hmm. And then you go to a psoriasis for people with psoriasis. I mean, that, that's a pretty big leap, which I love and covers the whole human experience. The deep down, the athletic balm for all of us who've had a rough day or too big of a workout or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the cycle soothe, which is kind of great. I, I've actually got a question about the products. Yeah. So being a wrestler and the the mats are always dirty and I've, I've had constant skin like disease and infection and nastiness. Is there a product that you would recommend for somebody who gets ringworm or something like that? Is there, you know, I know there's the psoriasis, but can that be applied to other things as well or is it specifically just for like psoriasis mm -hmm. no it's for any skin any kind of inflammatory condition of the skin itching um you know so it could be dermatitis it could be eczema it could be any yeah anything i wouldn't recommend if somebody had a big open wound you know you don't want to put anything you know you want to get that yeah. dealt with and not be <laughs> putting stuff right, right on top right. of it but once it it's closed you know and then putting that on it could help with healing and so yeah it could be used for many things okay yeah so what's your vision <clears throat> what's your vision for this what's your vision for your company and I know that our visions change a little bit as we as this whole industry changes but what's your vision right now do you want to start? <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's funny when you say, yeah, this industry changes. I'm like, yeah, it changes like every six weeks. I'm like, okay, time okay. for a new, <laughs> a new vision. <laughs> <laughs> so your current vision is? Um, let's see. I think the current vision is to definitely expand our statewide footprint, um, to continue to make medicinal products, 
Um, we're definitely thinking about other, I think we're always kind of looking for things that don't exist yet. Sure. So, um, thank you because there's lots of people who are reinventing everything that's already existed. So, well, that's how we've got, I mean, our topicals are like, we walk into a dispensary and they're like, amazing. I've never seen this before. And that's, you know, like people are so psyched about the cycle soothe. Um, So, but we also have to be really smart, obviously, because we're not like backed by a venture capital firm. Um, But I think like we're looking at capsules as one thing. Um, I I personally, as someone who's selling things, would very much like to see capsules. Oh, good. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. 10 milligrams? Yeah. Well, we we have um, some ideas for capsules already that... um, we also, you know, the other thing is that, again, we're incorporating other medicinal plants mm-hmm. in our formulas so that it would, you know, in some cases, capsules would be ideal, mm-hmm. you know, because we can't, there's certain things that you don't want to put in a tincture, you know, mm-hmm. it's not very palatable. Uh-huh. But it would um, be supportive. Yeah. I mean, and it's, some people don't like tinctures. So we have three tinctures now and we're, we're kind of transitioning even our tinctures into what people really want like people are really need sleep and a lot of people don't get sleep and they're looking you know they're they're looking to medicate just Mm -hmm. to get to sleep at night and so right now that that's probably going to be our next product coming out is it shortly as a sleep formula um and there are some on the market and i'm probably the the best candidate to find the best sleep formula because I'm I don't really respond very well to anything that's out there and I've tried many different things um so So you're exactly the kind of person we need to formulate (laughs) yeah yeah so we that's what we do is everything that we make you know we test first you know I'll test on myself and give it to my family and friends Mm -hmm. and then you know we ask other people so we always get you know feedback before we put something out there because we don't want to be making you know, we have to be careful with making claims anyway. And so, um, but we're, yeah, we're just careful about how we develop and then put out our products and always get feedback because if we do hear people telling us, well, it's effective, but it's, you know, I mean, it hasn't happened so far, but if we did hear something like that, then we'd say, okay, well, we're going to improve our product then. And so then that's the next thing. That's part of our plan is to always improve what, if, if we have something that's really good and it's working, that's great. But if we can, if there's room for improvement, we're open to improvement. How and long is that testing phase or when you start to send it out to people for trying trial? Well, it's several months, yeah. you know, because we want to get the feedback, especially like with the cycle soothe, you know, we have to wait till women need it right. and, <laughs> you know, see how it works and yeah. So it's it's a process, and some things are quicker than others. With sleep, it's pretty quick. You know, you give somebody something, say, "Here, try this tonight." <laughs> you yeah, know, and just exactly right. You either did or you didn't sleep. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, right. but I, I think the other thing, just back to that original question too, is like I've always seen Cosmic View as bigger than cannabis. Like I think it's something I want everybody to integrate into their mm-hmm. healthy life. Um, and so I would really, you know my like dream vision is also to do partnerships with other brands who are not cannabis brands, but Mm -hmm. you know, who occupy spaces in the, in the health and wellness industry that we respect and they're not, you know, bogus new agey, like making weird claims, but actually like effective products and brands and um, who are telling meaningful stories. And so 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I see the future yeah. is like, cause it's, it is for us, it feels very limiting. It is limiting that we can only be sold in a dispensary. Sure. You know, there's a lot of our customers don't want to go to a dispensary. So sure. how do we reach them outside of that? At least communicate to them outside of that retail space that this is an important product and it's worth making a trip to a dispensary for. Or calling or your delivery. delivery <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of people like we'll that. It. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I'm curious how, so in San Rafael, they just recently uh, passed adult use, but it hasn't been this way. So everybody's, everybody's operating medicinally. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys are, you know, you guys aren't only in Marin, but how has that affected you guys? Has, has that affected you having um, some places only being able to sell medicinally versus adult use? Has that affected you or has that not really um, been yeah, affected? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I think that it definitely affects us. I mean, anytime we've done an event, with, we just did an event with Marin Gardens and it was such a pain that like I had to tell, it's like trying to explain to people who live in Marin and say like, oh yeah, now you have to go sign up for a medical card. And half the people, they get halfway to the, they don't even get to the computer. They walk halfway there and they're like, nah, I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna go through this. And then, or they start doing it and you're watching them and it's taking them like 45 minutes and you're <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed that this is, you know. It's awful. Yeah. So, I mean, fortunately for us, like we can send people to other places. Absolutely. But I know it's really, I believe in supporting my local, you know, my local business partners, whether that's the print shop down the street or it's my local delivery service. And, um, and so that's been fresh. Like I really have felt for the delivery services and I'm excited that that's going away because now I can more freely like promote them for people who don't have cards and don't want to get a card. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to the change as well. I know just last week we had a situation where a lady was looking for her dog had cancer and she was just looking for CBD for her her pet. She didn't, you know, it, it was hard to ask her to go through the process of getting a medical card mm -hmm. just to obtain CBD for her pet. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking forward to the change. But um, Nicole, I want to talk a little bit about your book. Um, I read it. I thought it was amazing. I actually used it as like a meditative um, experience and I used the prompt and, and did a little writing exercise. So oh, awesome. Um, yeah, I would love to hear just a little bit about um, how this came about and, and what your vision is for the book and how you think it can impact people's lives. Yeah. Um, so obviously I had cancer a few years ago um, and that you know, I think in the, even in like the journey of cosmic view that, well, that it, I mean, we would not be here doing any of this if I didn't have cancer, but, um, basically I was living in New York and I was a consultant and was working in Midtown and, and I got sick and it just sort of turned my whole life upside down. Um, and I came back to California for a while and I just, I don't know. I just really reevaluated what I was doing and I realized that I didn't want to do a lot of what I was doing. Um, and I had always been creative as a child and it's something that I just let go of probably when I got to college. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, what am I going to do with this or whatever? Um, but that was a huge part of my recovery. It was actually, um, drawing and writing and, 
just using art as a therapy tool for just to understand what had happened and how my life would be different. So I wound up making an illustrated memoir. Um, and then my mom actually had some colleagues who are oncologists and one of them encouraged me. He was like, you should find a way for people to like contribute to your memoir, write their own memoir mm. or something. And I was like, and around that time I actually, um, and I recommend this for you if you're, in, if you liked the prompts in the journal is I, was doing the artist way, which is this amazing program that I actually just restarted about a little over two weeks ago for the second time. But it's a, um, I think it's like a 12 week program and it's all about connecting with your inner artist. And she, a lot of the, the journal is very inspired by that, but I thought like how interesting to create a tool for people to use creativity to actually understand loss and grief. Um, because one of the things that I realized when I was sick is how unex like how our society really does not support um, support humans to explore sadness and melancholy and grief. And for me, it actually it sounds like depressing, but it was actually beautiful. It's beautiful. Like grief is nuanced and complex, and and I think it signifies you know, when you're grieving something, it means that you loved it before you lost it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so anyway, I just began to think about art in the context of like, how can this be a tool for people to, to reevaluate or reimagine their lives in the wake of a cancer diagnosis or anything major that they've gone through. Um, so I wound up making the journal and I did a, um, a series of workshops at the USC Cancer Center in Southern California. And um, then I had, I was connected to my publisher and she was super into it. Her whole mission um, at Daughter Press is about exploring and like telling the stories that nobody wants to tell because mm -hmm. they're difficult to talk about. Um, and so it's been great. I think it's, I mean, it's been challenging because it's a unique genre and, and a lot of publishers um, or not publishers. I think it's hard to like convey oftentimes to like bookstores or to media people what it is, but I have gotten amazing feedback on it. And actually, um, I was just invited back to the USC Cancer Center this summer where my mom and I are going to do like participate in their young adult workshop. And so I'll be leading some exercises from that book. Um, Brilliant. Congratulations. Yeah. So I feel like people in the community, in the medical community, have really embraced it and been like, this is such a beautiful and important tool. Um, so, it, you know, for us, it really symbolizes, it, it dovetails with cannabis because we think about like total mind-body wellness and, and cannabis is both of those things. But I think that, you know, this is actually a tool that's about like going there and being present and um, taking care of yourself in this very like intentional um, and introspective way that we often don't have the space to do in our society. Yeah, I just I I just as a a reader can attest to it being somewhat of a guide. I mean, through for that inner journey, I think this could be that. You know, it's you have so many wonderful prompts in there that it's it's so intimate and it's so personal and it helps it helps you connect to your own journey. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought, you know, I know this is uh, for cancer survivors or, or th and things of that nature, but this can really be for anybody 
and going through anything. That's what I, I gathered from it. So um, I thought it was beautiful and just, you know, Thank I, you. as a, an aspiring writer, I just, I admire your ability to put words on paper and share your journey. Cool. So Thank you. That means a lot. But yeah. Colleen, do you have any additional remarks? Oh, I don't know. I try to, we'll try not to get too snarky, right? <laughs> I, have fun, I have funny conversations with Nicole about this industry sometimes. and We could always edit stuff out, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> it's a podcast. Oh, gosh. It's been so funny. When I first met Nicole, you were still living in New York. You hadn't completely moved back here. But I think it was, we were all, all still spinning from the, wait, did you meet? that guy and he really say that thing it was it, it was these series of wow where th the professionalism just lied in different places in cannabis than I was used to in my career and you were used to in your career and so it's also it's really fun to meet up with somebody who you can see has this a similar um, view of business and the world and um, kindness and support and all of that. So it's been it's been fun seeing your journey even over this last year too. Because I always love how honest you are with me. <laughs> oh yeah. About some of the funny dispensary <laughs> experiences. I mean, really, the dab, the the, the dab bro, the bro, uh, trying to uh, talk to you about you know vagina cream. <laughs> yeah, and actually, you were a really good example of somebody from the industry who reached out to us, mm -hmm. and you were like, "Hey, I love what you guys are doing," and I mean. Man, those are like the best emails that you could possibly receive as a yeah. as somebody in this industry. Because I also feel like there is so much competition, and and I and you know I think we all seek to be collaborative, especially as women in the industry. But a lot of times, people are kind of like not willing to show their cards, and I think that's uh, one of my strengths and weaknesses, as my mother can attest. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them that blah 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 because I'll just be like yeah I don't know yeah she's apologizing <laughs> before she even has a conversation <laughs> yeah well it's a world that's sort of still letting I don't know part of the world feels like it's still letting other people in you know there, there are some very old um I don't archetype Archetypes. Archetypes, yeah. Archetypes that are in this industry that don't really care about doing new kinds of business. They want to keep it as it is. Mm -hmm. um, and others who are so happy to see faces like yours, people who are making medicine from your heart and it means something to you. It's thoughtful in the way it's made and, you know, in what in what you think about for the next products. Um, I hope that we keep evolving to so that the understanding of a high quality product like this it's worth every penny mm -hmm. and don't give up to I sometimes see um, customers unable to have a result that they're looking for on the very first try that's been one of the um, it's it's sometimes difficult to explain how bespoke this medicine can be for each individual and especially when it's only a quick phone call um, please don't give up if this didn't work. Let's try, let's try, let's try titrate it in different ways. Let's, um, let's try, you know, let's close the ratio. Maybe you need a three to one. So getting people to, um, follow along with your journey and, um, not, not give up super quickly. I, I was reading on, it was Green Flower was talking about it could take five to six products and maybe a month to figure it out, which mm -hmm. I actually think is true. So I don't know how we 
let how we get people to slow down, especially when they're when money's involved too. I understand for some reason for some people not for some reason, but for some people, the expense of this is huge, and experimenting isn't isn't an option. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I don't know where I'm going with all that. No, but it's a very good point because people, I think, especially in this day and age, everybody wants the instant result. Yes, and it's for everything. Everything's Mm -hmm. like that. Um, and so when a person, you have to get them to understand that everybody responds differently. Yeah. Um, yeah, the same dose isn't going to work the same yes. way on everybody has an individual, you know, genetically even, and then your environment, how that affects your diet. I mean, there, there are interactions, you know, what drugs you might be taking. There, there are many reasons why you could be responding differently than the next person. And it's really important to be patient. And, and also that it doesn't just work immediately. You know, you can take, people will take a tincture and they take one dose and they expect to have this yes. miraculous, all, all my pain's going to just disappear. Yes. Or I'm going to, all my anxiety is going to drift away. But it's not like that. It takes time and people have to be patient. And so I know, I understand that it, it's financially, it's, it could be burdensome. But in the long run, once people do figure out what's right for them, they're, you know, they're going to be so much healthier and you can't even put a price tag on health. I know. And I I actually, you said something about um, presence. I think this plant is asking us to be more present. The subtleties of 20 milligrams of CBD versus 10 milligrams and how did that feel in your body? But it it asks you to slow down and Mm -hmm. feel it instead of just powering through it. I sometimes feel that way when... um, we smoke a joint or we smoke a new strain and I realize that it wants me to shut up. <laughs> it just wants me to be quiet, right? And and you can feel how it sort of takes you, it's taking you on a journey. And um, if you're willing to be present with it, I think there's a lot of miracles here. So Yeah, well, and the other thing too that I think um, is a big part of our brand, but I think it's also something that you know, people are drawn to is the sense that we really promote, which is the idea of bodily intuition. So it's Uh like, how do we, as a society, how do we move away from like, yeah, my doctor told me to take a pill and instead step into our bodies and to, and to really tune in. And what is, yeah, what is, how is my body responding to this dose or to this strain? Or, you know, I think that as a society, we're so unhealthy and we have so many diseases and, um, and I think it's really important for us to just like check in and and listen to our bodies and make take control over decisions about our health. Like there are a lot of physicians who would freak out if you told them that you were taking cannabis. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as someone who's been very sick, I I think a really important part of treatment and recovery is to really develop a sense of agency. And sometimes yes. having agency means, you know, going beyond what the Western medical system is telling you to do. And I, to be clear, I, I totally think that Western medicine is amazing and it cures many diseases and it helps us in so many ways, but it doesn't help us with prevention. It doesn't help us very well with, um, you know, treating things holistically or thinking about like diet and vitamins and plant medicine. And so, Um, and I feel like that's kind of, I think we are, we have such an amazing position to do that because my mother 
has such incredible credentials and comes from that world and that system. And so for us, I see us as translators where we can like, mm. you know, she was just training a psychiatry practice a few like couple weeks ago. And then we can talk to like patients who are sick or acupuncturists. And it's, I think we occupy a very rare and important role yeah. as tran like cultural translators. Um, and I'm really proud Certainly of that. Certainly your history and yeah, your education and your experience make people who don't always want to listen to people in this industry stand up and listen. Mm -hmm. That's got to be helpful in your, I don't know. I see, I, I know that <clears throat> it, it's easy to get dismissed on the outside world. So, well, and I'll, I mean, sometimes, you know, when we were first doing sales on our own and my mom, you know, we'd walk into a nameless dispensary. I won't yes, name right. um, and some, you know, it's like, oh, and here's my mother, and she was a UC Berkeley professor and had her own lab. And you just see, like, their eyes glaze over, and they're like, okay, yeah. Uh, like, just, like, not giving a shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so that side of it is so frustrating when I'm just like, oh, yeah, you just had this other rep come in who, you know, like, yeah. like I feel like money talks still a lot in this industry. Yeah. and it's And so it's hard sometimes feeling dismissed when you're like, yeah hello, like we are the real deal right here. Yeah. We're not like grease in your palms, but, and so I hope that. My you know. Actually, your, my conversations with you helped me be a better buyer, I think, too. Um, it can be really overwhelming when you're getting um, requests to, to see the industry, right? And I, I look at the menu and I am like, oh, God, I can't see anything and can't see anything. But be, but that's ridiculous. And I need to pay. I need to be a better buyer who sees. So I now have an open, I have a day when I see vendors that I've never seen before because I do want to sit and hear people's stories. And maybe I won't hear any good stories and maybe I'll hear just one amazing one like yours and we'll carry their product. So cool. Yeah. Good. It's a back and forth because yeah, yeah you deserve to be heard and seen it at a uh, when you're presenting your product, I think we're all in here and we're new and I want to respect every, I, I want to respect everyone's journey in this industry because it hasn't been easy if you've been able to make it so far in 2019. Holy cow. Yeah. Congratulations. Really. I'll hear your story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're getting uh, near the end here, but I'd like to ask you guys one more quick question. I was just reminded of a, a blog post you guys had posted that I'm really curious about. Um, and I think it was CBD and interactions with other medication or something. It might that have just been powerful. THC or whatnot. But mm -hmm. I'm curious um, if you could talk a little bit about the interactions between cannabinoids and other drugs that people are taking for whatever it may be. Um, I'm just I'm curious because my mom, for example, you know, she's 40, early 40s. She's had she said two heart attacks, and no, it's it just mostly stress related um and now she she's she lives on um uh, uh arthritis medication that just tears her stomach up just mm -hmm. it's you know she's finally approaching me saying like hey is there something cannabis related that i could take and first time she said it i was like completely surprised right but being that she's had these heart issues and she's had all these health related conditions i'm I don't want to just be like, yeah, go go out and do this, right? So I guess my question is, is there a place that um, <clears throat> just the average consumer can go to try to understand the interactions, or if are there is there a big concern with interactions? Like, w what would you have to say? 
Yeah, well, okay. So, well, one thing that, because I thought that was a very Im important area, that's why I did write. Um, yeah, I loved that article. Yeah, that article on, um, on drug interactions. Um, and, uh, you know, let's just, just from the start, I just want to say, yeah, there is, CBD can interact with almost every drug. So we have issues, perhaps, with drugs where people are, you know, on a blood thinning agent or something, you know, something that could be a life-threatening, you know, if, if it was taken away, it could really, or it, it could be, if, if its efficacy was reduced because of taking CBD, for instance, that it could be a serious mm -hmm. thing. But I think, um, although there haven't been a ton of studies on these drug interactions, there are, we know that the enzymes that are involved in the metabolism of most drugs are, it, CBD also kind of fights, for, you know, like it, it, it's able to inhibit okay. the drug from being fully metabolized in many cases. So with someone with a life-threatening drug, then it could be an issue, particularly taking high doses of CBD. And I think that's one of the issues now is that there's this trend lately that more is better. Well, I guess this isn't lately. It, it's for everything. People even taking vitamins or any other, people always think more is better. And But I'm a little bit concerned because I see in our industry that the doses of, you know, the recommended doses and just the content of these products is getting higher and higher and higher. And that's when these interactions could be more serious. So um, that's why I believe, and I always tell people, start low. You may not get enough, you know, you, it, may, it may not be the right dose for you right away, but start with a small amount, like in, with a tincture, take you know, a quarter of a dropper, or even less if a person never <coughs> took uh, the CBD before. That is where I tell a new person to start, a quarter yeah. of a dropper full. Yeah, and so if there is, if they are on other drugs and it's not some life-threatening thing, I tell them just take CBD at a different time of the day, you know, give it some time, although it will stay in the system for 24 plus, 24 plus hours, but I still think that it probably won't have any serious effects unless they're taking really high doses. And pe like I said, people do. Some people will take, I don't know, they're taking like 20, 30, 50 milligrams a day, maybe even more. Um, but even the, the studies with the uh, children with epilepsy, you know, they report in the studies that this, if, if the patients are taking CBD, that these kids could actually have more seizures unless they, you know, regulate how much of, because most of the studies, they have the kids on CBD medication and their anti-epileptic medication uh -huh. as well. Oh, I see. And so they have to really balance it. So yeah. it really can be an issue, especially with the higher doses. So, but I think that people that are trying to get off pain relievers, that that's great, you know, slowly start titrating, you know, taking more of the, CBD yep. THC formula and then cut back on the pain you know and the same thing getting off opioids um, people they can do it on their own but it's it's just it takes time and people have to do the same titration where they slowly take more of the cannabinoids and reduce their opioid intake yeah. so it's it's a balancing game and it is again very individual so, yes. And it's hard because you can't just go to your doctor and ask your doctor because your doctor doesn't really know about these drug interactions. 
So you'll rarely find a doctor that is knowledgeable in that area. Yeah. Yeah, I've just I've been really curious about that since the, that ap- article. So I appreciate you shining some light. On that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. Do you guys have any parting words or anything you guys would like to mention? What about? do you want to say? <laughs> well, I just want to say that you know I want to thank all those patients out there that are using our products and. You know, and we, every time, I know this sounds kind of corny, but we, every time we make a batch, we bless it mm-hmm. and we, we just pray that the, pe- that it, it's going to help a lot of people. Yeah. And so I'm just honored to be able to help as many people as we do. And I want to continue to do so. And I feel like it's kind of so rewarding for us to, whenever we do get feedback, it, it, it just makes us feel so good That's because so we know it's all worth all this hard work mm-hmm. and it is really hard work right yeah. now. So it anyway, is. there's a lot that isn't glamorous or fun or sexy. Yeah. And yeah. You guys are doing great things. Beautiful, beautiful products, beautiful medicine. I'm so glad you came today. Thank you. Thank you guys. Right. It's yeah. our honor and pleasure to be yeah. here. Yeah. Looking forward to trying the cycle. Soon. <laughs> and uh, where can we find you? Just cosmicview.com or where are you guys on social media? Yeah. So it's, well, until we get those big bucks to buy the, the URL of our dreams, <laughs> it's acosmicview.co, and on Instagram, we're acosmicview. All right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you guys, you guys so, so much. much.